The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Oh boy, I wish I could be an Isley. How you doing everybody? It's your boy Vince The Voice. Welcome to Black Mental Matters where we address the mental health stigma that ravishes through the black community and more. And this time I'm telling you we have got, well let me just first say I hope all is going alright with you. Got a lot of challenges going on and along with every other challenge we faced over this past year, the COVID-19 pandemic that put our love lives to the test. People been cooped up with their partners for months on end, shining a big spotlight on both the strengths and weaknesses of their relationships. And meanwhile, post-single folks, they've been forced to choose between navigating the murky waters of dating during the time of the coronavirus or just riding it out on their own. Brought in my man, an expert. We're gonna talk about it, about those relationships during this pandemic. Lock it in, it's Black Mental Matters. Black Mental Matters, once again, Vince the Voice, Makiba Reed Johnson, and Makiba, it is a beautiful day, isn't it, Makiba? Come on, just come on, it give it up. Is, it, <laughs> it is. It is. It really is a beautiful day, like for real. It really is. It really Sun is. Sun is shining, it's warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a minute. Uh, we took a little hiatus, but we were working good, had a good time. We worked with an organization, the Professional Football Players Mamas, and the f- yeah. National Football League together we had a grand time out there and uh and now we're back and i'm i'm extremely excited uh on, on this program today uh makiba just a little backstory i've known this gentleman for a number of years now worked with him for uh, uh say about four or five years or three i don't know we'd be in the car going to shoots and we'd be talking and he would always come back with this just tremendous uh, uh response and and advice and things like that and i had no clue in all that time that what he's been doing is helping couples and people all along the way as a minister and more. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is Timothy <laughs> Brown. And the crowd goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> M-O-T. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you both. Glad to be here. Timothy Brown is our is our, is our is our guest, and I don't know what title to put in front of his name, but except counselor, and he's done it for a whole lot of folks over the years. How you doing, Tim? Um, you, you met McKee because you were out there at that great event with us too. You got you get you do yes, big, I was. You a big hearted man as too. You, yeah. Yes, an excellent event as you said, Vince, and it, it was really great to hear some of the things that a lot of people had to say. That's right. So, yes. Doing good while having a good time. We uh, raised some funds and sneakers for uh, the underserved and eco. Just a great time. And But that's not why we're here today, Tim. Uh, Makiba and I, I mean, we didn't want to confess on all our stuff that was going on in the household. <laughs> <laughs> but we know that this pandemic that affected some folks like crazy couples, married, boyfriend, girl. I mean, ooh. And so uh, we wanted to talk to you, man. Uh, I had a survey that said 27% of folks said that their the pandemic has made their relationship better and then about the same said that it's made it worse 
what what has been your experience, Tim, during this pandemic as it relates to relationships and couples? So it's it's been a mixed bag because you know everyone's circumstances are different and the experiences that they have, and then taking into account what was going on in their life prior to the pandemic. Okay. You know, if they were already carrying a large burden of stress, then the pandemic only amplified that. Mm. And if they were fortunate enough to be in a good place, then the pandemic may have tested them and stretched mm. them and forced them to figure out how to maintain what they had along the way during that time that was difficult for everyone. So I really have, I've, I've encountered a mixed bag of experiences and responses from people, individuals, and couples during this time. Mm. Can I just ask you, like, like, what sure. do you think about the impact of the status of, of your relationship before the pandemic probably also had a large right. impact on your relationship once the pandemic hit? If you were in a bad place, then it, it probably got worse. And if you were in a good place... You know, it, it may have gotten better or, you know, vice versa. Like, do you feel that that also has an impact? You know, when you, you, you think about money, a lot of times people will use the idea of, of money and how money amplifies people's behavior or amplifies who they are when they're able to get a lot of it or, or power and influence. And I think stress can potentially do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And when we think about the pandemic, you know, in relationships, there's going to be conflict. And I always tell couples that conflict is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And I personally see it as a good thing. Mm. The fact that we do have conflict in life, because what conflict is going to do is allow you to really understand who you're with and really show you the type of relationship that you're involved in. And so it's going are. to either <laughs> and exactly who you are, who, yeah. who you are yeah. your ability to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And and what it does is it it's going to either tear you apart or it's going to bring you closer together in the relationship based on the way you choose to deal with that conflict in the relationship. And as it pertains to the pandemic, you know, there's just so many variables that mm -hmm. came into play with the pandemic mm -hmm. where people were losing jobs. Yeah. You know, so you have the financial burden that had to be carried. So if one person had, say, a government job that they didn't lose during the pandemic and someone had a position that was taken away from them not, at no fault mm -hmm. of their own. So that doesn't necessarily guarantee that the partner that still has a job is going to be understanding after six months Wow! in their mind. Hey, you can go find something, you oh, know, do something it's like that now. Huh? You, right. Right. <laughs> you know, unfortunately. you know, I, you know, I had no control over that. You, but, 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 but right. Right. Now, 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 you mentioned finance, but let me tell you, man, I did a unscientific survey myself. I mean, uh -huh. I went and talked to a lot of people, right. But I do uh -huh. have some results from a survey. And the number one, <laughs> the number one deal, all right, was boredom. Mm -hmm. Number two yes. is too much time together. Number three, Ooh. extended family issues. <laughs> number four, mental health. Number five, right. disagreements over safety. You know, oh, where you going? You got your mask? Right, right. Where's number, the mask? Number six, <laughs> finances, like you would just say. But see, that's kind of down there. This uh, Seven is child-related issues. Eight is, you know, us that got in that bottle a little too much during this time. Drinking a little too much. It was substance abuse or uh -huh. whatever it is. But boredom, man, is number one. 
boredom. Wow. And and you know it that would it makes sense that that would be high for a lot of people because mm-hmm. with so many restrictions, not being able to get out of the house. You know that cabin fever kicked in for some folks, and you can you can kind of tell when you have those friends that are always in the streets. It's yeah. like, man, I can't yeah. ever catch you at the house. Mm. You're always <laughs> on the road somewhere, and those are those individuals that probably have a more difficult time when you, you think about the boredom and being stuck, feeling like they're a prisoner in their home, if for no other reason than the fact that someone else said that they couldn't go anywhere. So that just amplified it as well. Being told that you can't do something, you know, that only makes it worse for people. But, you know, also for some of those couples, people in relationships where, you know, they go to work before the pandemic. And unfortunately for some people, that was the time that they were able to kind of get out and play. They had their extra friends on the side. And the pandemic shut that down for some folks where they didn't have the excuse that I'm going to work or I'm going to do whatever Mm -hmm. they may have done to go see that special friend on the side. So now. Wait, hold it. Wait, wait. Now, when you say special friend on the side. That's what I'm about to say. I'm about to throw the deal in there. You got them, uh, what, work wives and work husbands. He's my work husband. What the heck is a work husband? Wait a minute. You know, you take him. That's the whole thing. Take my garbage out at the job. What? Right. So, so, Take your own so, 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 getting right to the matter. Yes. There were a lot of people that were cheating, that were not being Ooh. faithful in their relationships. So, you know, before the pandemic, right. they it was it was a lot more convenient for them to go and see the person on the side mm-hmm. because there were legitimate reasons for them to be able to leave the house. So now when the pandemic kicks in, they don't have those excuses anymore because, hey, you're fired now. You don't even have a job to go to. (laughs) So how do you justify going out to do that? So, again, some of those stressors that forced them to be at home Mm. on a lot of occasions and not being in the environment together on a regular basis, understanding how to manage that extra time. When you go from being in the house three to four waking hours together to mm-hmm. now, 24. you know, easily 24, right. that you're always right there with one another. Because mm. I, I know people that would stay at work extra hours just so they didn't have to go home. They didn't want to be bothered. So that, that makes it difficult when you're in a situation where it isn't your choice anymore to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's just another aspect. Of, of what the pandemic has done to some couples and it brought some things to the surface and it, it really created one of those additional stressors and strains on some relationships. Yeah, it just, it just really seems like it, it forced people to work on their issues or not. You know, right. like they're like because that whole structure of being able to get up in the morning and go to work and do your thing and then come home. You know, that was kind of taken away. And like what Vince was saying, that the increased amounts of, of time together and then right. also having to rely on your partner now for all of your emotional support needs that you were getting, you know, maybe from your colleagues and maybe your boss or your, you know, your friends at work or your other other relationships that you had at work, you don't have now. And I think what's interesting, yeah, and Tim and and Vince, I think what's interesting about that is that, you know, there are some people that just inherently used work as 
an escape without doing so on purpose. Like it, it wasn't even they weren't even aware that that's how they were living oh, yeah. day to day. Yeah. And and I was telling my um mother this weekend just how different life feels. I'm thinking back way too before we had cell phones and you would get up in the morning and you would go to work or go to school or whatever. And then you wouldn't, you know, talk to your husband or wife or, or, or your partner or significant other all day. And then you would touch base when you get home. And then, you know, when we had technology and cell phones and tablets, you know, you're able to talk to your spouse all day long. (laughs) And and so, (laughs) you know, and, and that, and that's really not healthy, you know, because couples really do need time apart. And I think that's, you know, increased amounts of time together kind of got blurred with, with the boredom. It was because you couldn't take a break yeah. away from your spouse or your kids. I mean, you had some kids in the mix and, and that's anybody, a whole nother formula. And if anybody in the house is feeling sad, it's like the virus. It passes through the house. Now everybody's feeling sad. If somebody, oh, man, you know, yeah. uh, 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 whatever, you know, those emotions is just flowing through. And, and you know, we're talking right now, and again, we got Tim, uh, Timothy Brown here with his good friend and a great counselor. He and his wife uh, do uh, couples counseling and have for, for many years. I, I couldn't imagine what it have been like to been at the peak of my uh, teenage hormones during this pandemic. Uh-oh. I mean, not that I was right. like, busy enough, but at least there was something to strive towards. <laughs> but, you know, during this time, I'm so glad to see these little prom pictures and everything. I'm telling you, I like, man, because I know, I mean, I, I would attribute some of that to some of the crazy crimes and things. I mean, you just, you couldn't date, you couldn't mm-hmm. do anything. You couldn't have relationships. Right. Was, Boy, I really like her, but she ain't got no uh, mask on. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> Whatever. And, and that's if, if the parent would even allow them to see you. So there there were those kids where the parents were like, nope, you aren't going anywhere to see anybody right now. Yeah, yeah. And wow. that was stressful. I, I saw that play out. It was it was stressful for the youngsters to see that. So as you it as really you was. as you counsel couples now, and of course uh, it's all anonymous. So I mean, uh, some of the scenarios that magnified by the by the pandemic, I'm sure, mm-hmm. than what it was prior, right. huh? Right, absolutely. And I guess and it kind of goes back as well to what what we were talking about just a moment ago with being together so much so often. Mm-hmm. Then you have to also consider the living arrangements because everyone doesn't have a five bedroom home with a basement. Oh. What happens to the people who've got a two, three bedroom oh. home or apartment One with three Jesus kids? Yeah, and kids all in the house, oh. mom and daddy right there, and everybody's mad. You know, dad's oatmeal didn't come out right, so <laughs> it just—I <laughs> mean—it just makes things bad, and. um Mm. So it's, it, there's, there's so many, so many variables that are hard to imagine when you don't live in the world that some people live in. And I will, I will tell you that having some conversations over the past year have really opened my eyes and made me think a lot differently and really understand just how blessed and fortunate I am, yes. even though I knew it. But when you think about what other people are dealing with, because I could only imagine, we don't have young kids running around the house. Oh and, my goodness. That you're having to school now. Yeah. Right. They, exactly. So now you're trying to share the internet and for some that may have it, you know, the Wi-Fi probably gets spotty when you're trying to work. And, That's you know, the kids have to have theirs for school. Have so it's just, right. yeah, they got to have it. 
So it's so much. The three and, of uh, us, I think, are, are extremely blessed. I'll just say it because, you know, we kind of all worked from home prior to to make that major transition, like we're saying, where you're not going into an office no more. You don't see your uh, uh, work husband, work wife no more. Uh, <laughs> you stuck up in there with me all day. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's rough. But, 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 Tim, we always, okay, we, we know and everyone knows that there's a lot of issues that right. came into our lives. We always want to provide some solutions or some things right. that people can can work on to improve this because this is still going on. This ain't over with yet. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, I always when I set it up like that, I mean, I have a couple of things. Give time to be present. That's something Makiba always talks about being present in the moment, paying attention right. to the other person, listening, uh, things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, break it down for us, Tim. So, you know, in addition to that, you you want to for yourself, one kind of understand where you are mm. as an individual mm. in the midst of the situation to kind of assess your stress level to assess what's causing the stress and figure out what it is you may be able to do to help minimize the stress for yourself as best you can. Mm -hmm. And that would apply for both parties in the relationship to be able to do that because how can someone give you something you need if you don't first know what you need? It isn't fair, it isn't feasible, Mm -hmm. and it isn't reasonable to expect that. And a lot of people will do that. They get upset and angry because they want the partner to do something, but the partner doesn't know what they want and they can't articulate what it is. They just know they don't feel like they're getting what they get in their way, but they don't know exactly what their way is supposed to look like. So I think that's one of the biggest things to do. And once you do that as individuals to come together and share that with one another to see what you may be able to do to help support the other person in what they're trying to do and accomplish. So sometimes it may mean being a little more understanding that, you know what, I get all work at four o'clock. If you could, you know, give me until 4.30 to try to clear my head and, and try to step away from the office that's right there behind me. I, I can feel it looking at me. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, like, mm. give, give me a few minutes to disconnect from the yeah. office to feel like I've now come home to be able to have a little bit of, of time. And we we have to be able to do that for one another and not be upset and, and expecting them to make that transition. It's not even I guess I don't even know if I would call it a transition. It's just to take off the, the jacket and put on the the apron, so to speak, mm. and come right into that next role without having the time to unwind and and kind of get your head together because it, it can be stressful because a lot of people are working longer and harder at home now for the ones that are fortunate enough to work from home because you don't have to worry about the traffic. You don't have the distractions of people, you know, your work husband, work wife, like you said, that's coming to your desk, <laughs> distracting you nah. all, day, all day long like people do. I don't like them people, so, man. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but you see see what I'm saying, McKeever? Now, I've been right. I was riding mm-hmm. the car with this, but and so, Vince, what you need to do is look at the situation. I'm like, man, what? <laughs> I know, I know, I know oh you, man, no, Tim. Tim is on it. Tim is on it. I know you got some questions, McKeever. Jump in. Jump in. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I actually just wanted to ask Tim about just the conversations that he may have had with couples that were coming to you during or or after the pandemic concerning the the stuff that they were dealing with on a mental health mm-hmm. level, and then and then having to deal with that 
and maybe a partner that's not really um, ready for that dialogue yet or they haven't really had a conversation with their mental health because they, they, they've been at work all the time. So like they right. didn't have a chance to really even understand what was going on with them or to be able to articulate it. Have, have you had couples that have talked about anxiety and talked about depression and how that had an impact on their struggles with their relationship during the lockdown? There have been some conversations and something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. So one approach that I kind of shared with them, and a lot of a lot of the answers are the same for a lot of people in a lot of situations. But for them, when they are able to understand where they are and what's challenging them and making things mm-hmm. difficult for them, sometimes the partner isn't going to be as receptive. They may not be ready to be able to work with you in that moment. So you have to get to a place where you're able to do it for yourself. You got to figure out what's going to work for you if you don't have a partner that's at a place where they have accepted it. It was almost like people grieving in a sense, Mm -hmm. going through those stages of grief, dealing with the pandemic and the way that it progressed and led to all the lockdowns and all the mandates and, and all of these new ways of living that we've encountered during this time. So I always encourage people to make sure that you take accountability for yourself because no one is going to love you the way that you do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't love yourself the right way, then you're going to be in trouble. And that's always the starting point is to make sure that they're loving and caring for themselves the way that they need to, to make sure that even when their partner is ready to dialogue, that they're in a place that they can do so productively. Excellent. Excellent. So I, um, I had some, uh, information about some of the things like staying connected using the phones and computers and posts because i mean you're you're in the home with someone all this time but you can still be feeling alone you know and that's mm-hmm. that's an issue right there mm-hmm. especially if you got a big house or a small house you got someone in one room and right. somebody in the other and that's how they do all the time but during this time for some of our older folks too uh, i know because we don't all feel comfortable working with all these technologies but that's a way mm-hmm. to stay connected to the, the zooms and the skypes and the, what all that stuff has just really blown up and we've had birthday celebrations oh, yeah. you know and so it was graduations to, yeah graduations <laughs> and then when you and a, as right, a couple right. join together in supporting other people like that that can help you know bring you all uh uh, uh back uh, uh together again and if, if it's been going apart and um i also saw this deal about creating some certainties creating some certainties it may help to agree with who's going to be doing doing what at what time in the house so using what part of the house right hey baby you know i'm gonna mm-hmm. uh, need you to uh keep it down i got some things i gotta be on the, <laughs> you know whatever i mean things like that and it's you know then it becomes part of your that routine. conversation is not it's not gonna go that smooth it's not gonna go that smooth. <laughs> hey baby <laughs> hey, i need you to be quiet <laughs> hey what is a check on the other end of that call this it needs to be um uh, <laughs> But there's, there's, I know a, that's right. there, there's a lot of us out here, you know, who have had uh, the challenges or whatever uh, going through this. And, and, you know, by connecting with one another, we can we can really make a make a difference and, and, and come out with some good outcomes, because that's what it's really all about all the time for our communities. Right. The good right. outcomes, you know. 
Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. Well, some data that I found, and I thought this was interesting, is that 46% of people polled during the pandemic um, did not notice a difference in their relationship. And I'm thinking that is because the, the data is not in yet. I mean, that cannot be accurate. And, and, and I'm also looking at that the online dating industry grew 13% during uh, mm-hmm. l- last year, uh, during uh, 2020. So, I, I, you know, like what Vince was saying when we first started that statistically that the data that they've collected so far, even though it's, it's still early, they still need to, you know, collect data um, because you know, people's responses were probably different in November 2020 and, you know, than yeah, they are right. now is that, you know, they need to really make sure that they're having this conversation. I could see, I could see those numbers making yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that because if you consider you have couples that probably didn't talk to one another very much before the pandemic, the pandemic didn't change what they saw. You know, so they just if they're working from home, they go into their office, they do their work and they leave the office and go back to their normal routine of ignoring one another, watching television and different oh, or whatever the case may be. So I can I can actually see that being uh, an, an accurate figure for the time that they did that that survey. Well, you know, okay. when you think about it like that. Yeah, and, and and so those numbers did add up. And and I think again, you know, going back to that laundry list, if if you find yourself that uh, you you feeling bored, then hey, pick up a game or something, do something. You know, you can't mm-hmm. get right. out in the yard, right. uh, and it's hard sometimes, especially if you know one is a outdoors type and the other is an indoors type, or you know, you just because opposites attract. He's right. Boisterous and loud, and she's quiet, or vice versa but you got to find something some common things to, to to get involved with so that you continue to grow during this this unprecedented time it is literally <laughs> yeah yeah uh all i can say is again appreciate all that you do but go ahead and get your final thoughts out as it relates well i guess it was just a, a couple things one of them is disturbing you know thinking about the impact on on couples where as the pandemic began to move on, as, as people got entrenched in the new way of living, I saw where the American Journal of Emergency Medicine, they said that there was a 300% increase of domestic violence in, yes. in Hubei, China, mm. but then in a lot of other places you know, around the world, Argentina, 25%, mm. um, 33% in Singapore, 50% in Brazil. But then a lot of places in the U.S. where you're talking 20 to 30 percent increases in domestic violence cases being reported during that time because of the boredom or whatever else it was. So, you know, when crimes against people typically happen based on proximity. So if someone was already hostile or violent, it only amplified it because they didn't have a way to get away from the environment. You know, so that that was something that was really striking to me. And, you know, it was just hard to to read that, to see that information. But also, I think on the bright side, I think that it has brought a lot of families together. It has, as you were mentioning earlier, been some of the ideas that you shared is that it has forced some of those couples that were in a good place to think about doing inventive ways to be able to spend time together (laughs) you know a lot of people started Mm -hmm. cooking at home because the rest of us were closed so Mm -hmm. uh, you know Kroger's not going to cook all your food for you or you're not going to want to pay for it so a lot of families started cooking and it just created 
some more nurturing environments where people got to know who they were actually living with for a change. Mm. You know, so there were some some positives in that. And mm-hmm. we did encounter a good bit of that where couples actually got closer and got to talk to their kids. So that was the bright side that I saw. Yeah. That. Yeah. We're going to we're going to come out on this I thing. Like yeah, we're going to come out on this thing all right because uh we're going to keep talking about it and putting it out there and spreading and 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 uh letting them know that you ain't alone. Hey, I get bored too, but that don't mean I got to start whooping up on people around here. You know, that don't mean I got right, to start right. doing all kind of crazy stuff. Uh so um hey man, again, it is, it is really a, a big pleasure Tim and I do a lot of things together Makiba uh uh and so, you know, that have him on i know that's selfish it's about it's about the seventh eighth whether relative or friend but i got these kind of people i run with makiva i'm telling you hey this is how i run (laughs) (laughs) can drop some knowledge today we needed it yeah yeah so thank you all so much uh it's black mental matters and you can find us online blackmentalmatters.com and all that kind of stuff and makiva's on tweet face and everything so check her out <laughs> Tim, where can they find you if they want more information about you? Well, they can find me at simply tim.tv on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I am, you know, all the social media that's going on, I pull up that, that I'm a laggard. So I'm starting <laughs> to get into it. So, right. but that's where I will be simply Tim TV. Simply Tim TV. All right, you guys. Thanks yep. so much. God bless everybody. Until next time, it's Black Mental Matters. <laughs>